0: Yeah, I hope well, you're ready, is. John. I'm
1: ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. This is Two Beards in the Bible. This here sitting next to me is Dave Tenney, and this handsome looking feller's John Zolino. Uh, maybe you're. Maybe they'll be lucky and they'll be listening on Spotify yeah. or something. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, we we, <laughs> we left off at the uh, end of Acts chapter nine, beginning at Acts chapter ten, verse one here today. So. Uh, it's my turn to read. Is I know it? that. Is So it?
0: Okay. Where do you want me to... I would say at the chapter 10, verse 1. Yeah, but how far? Oh, do I have to tell you how to do everything? <laughs> how about to verse 8?
1: All right. So, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God Always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. And he is lodging lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do and when the angel who spoke to him had departed Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually so when he had explained all these things to them he sent them to joppa
0: now john i got to correct your english here okay uh, you said he was part of the italian regiment i got to tell you it's it's pronounced italian. italian you know where italians are from italy In italy italy, okay. italy. That's how my dad said it. That's, that's how my dad, my grandpa, my whole family said it that way. I want that Italian dressling. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so went over to Italy. Italy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I still do that just to annoy my wife. <laughs> so we've got this guy, um, Cornelius, who was a centurion in a regiment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've've I had to look this up to make sure I had this all right so a, a Centurion was over a hundred men well, that makes sense century right 100 mm-hmm. a regiment had five to ten centuries and a legion had six regiments so it's six so there was typically six thousand in a legion and uh you know, a thousand per regiment. And in a century, there was a hundred men. So it just kind of sets us up. This guy was over a hundred men. He's a little bit of an important guy. He was an important guy. Yeah. Um, certainly in that um, area of the world, there probably wasn't like a legion hanging out somewhere. Right. You know, there there may have been, I think the King James calls it a cohort. Mm-hmm. But uh they seem to, From everything I've been able to study, that they figured because because of that area of the world, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big front for the Roman government. That there was probably a regiment there, but it was probably small. Right. So there was probably only five hundred soldiers in the regiment.
1: Yeah. So. And it's uh, Caesarea, which was you know again uh, a lot of things that happened there. Yeah. uh, Along the way and he was a devout man you know one yeah. who feared god without with all his household you know, and that and that says something too because how how does your household come to be
0: come to be a devout with you <laughs> you have to lead, lead by example yeah you know john when you preach my funeral i want you to say this <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> well well likewise we'll see who makes it out of here first yes. <laughs>
0: but I mean you know these things that are said about this man are the kind of things that I would want people to say about me mm-hmm. right he feared God with all his household he gave alms generosity to the people and he prayed to God always yeah that sounds like a good feller yeah he was he was willing
1: to uh, we can take from that that he was willing to teach and that he was that he was a kind-hearted person yeah. and you know what the world today would call a good person yeah you know he but, but, but again, you know, even though he was good, he still had some things that needed to be done.
0: Well, and the thing I, I always like to point out here is this feller was still headed to hell right now. Mm-hmm. Even though we could say all of these good things about him, he was still outside of Christ. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and the, the best thing about this whole thing, at least for me, because I'm a Gentile, mm-hmm. is, this is he was the first Gentile that was converted Christ. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I I think this is like one of the most interesting things in the book of Acts, to tell you the truth. Right. So he says about the ninth hour, which is about three o'clock, I believe, Mm -hmm. three in the afternoon, he saw a vision coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and he said, What is it, Lord? Some people said, Oh, so. It says he prayed to God always. You know, we talked about this a little bit before. Like the Jews had like a set time they prayed, mm-hmm. and three o'clock was one of those times. And um, maybe that's what he was doing when he had his vision. Could be. He was yeah. Praying.
1: And and you know the idea of of praying always just basically means that he he did it over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that he was always.
0: In prayer, I mean, how else could he get his jobs done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and so so, uh, we observed him, he was afraid. Uh, so this angel of God, and the angel of God says, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that lets us know what our prayers and our alms do as well, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. God, God takes notice yeah. of, of those things. Yeah. And um, it was obvious that, again, that this this man was was faithful. You know, he uh, there. He said, "What is it, Lord?" You know, there's yeah. that that term again, that statement that we've read before. Yeah. You know, so he uh, you know rightly attributed, uh, anyways, where this angel came from. Yeah. Even though it wasn't Christ Himself, but but uh, he rightly attributed and understood. You know what was going on yeah. here, and what well, might have been. Something that scared him when he says he was, he was, uh, he was afraid is you know, think about he being over so many men. How hard do you think it is to get to this guy?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So people
1: don't just appear, yeah, you know, in in, in your place, even if you know, this was a miraculous thing, but 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 people don't just even come knocking on the door, right? You know, without without you know, being introduced, yeah, right?
0: Um. The the angel tells him to send men to Joppa. And I looked this up. Joppa was 32 miles from where he's at hmm. in Caesarea. Now, I know you were in the Boy Scouts. How long does it take to walk 32 miles? You could probably do it in two days,
1: depending on the terrain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine pretty a easily. A day and a half. Pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's
0: flatter land. Yeah. 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 So I guess as we read this, like I hadn't really thought about that, but this, so these men that are going to Jopa to send for Simon basically have to walk 64 miles, mm-hmm. which is a, that's a walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care who you are, that's a little bit of a walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and that's, uh, you know, when you... It's hard for us to grasp that, or at least me, because, you know, I don't do a whole lot of walk-in places. Yeah. You know, you get in the car. Right. Yeah. 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 So
0: <laughs> so so he's so these men have a four or five-day walk mm-hmm. ahead of them yeah. to make this happen. Um, he says, now send men to Jobah and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea, and... Uh, From what we were talking about earlier, you probably need a lot of water.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that as as we were reading that. That makes some sense with all of the things that he'd have to wash the hides and so on. So it it would make
0: good sense. Yeah. Um, He says, he will tell you what you must do. Now, there's another another one of these occasions where the angel didn't tell... um, this man, what he was supposed to do. So Cornelius wasn't told what to do by the angel. Mm -hmm. And um, another angel appeared to, uh, uh, who was that, to, uh, who baptized the Ethiopian eunuch? Philip. Philip. So if the angel appeared to Philip to tell him to go to this thing, why didn't the angel just appear to the Ethiopian eunuch? Yeah. Or, Or Jesus appeared to Paul why didn't Jesus tell Paul what he needed to do? Mm-hmm. This is another one of the examples where this, you know, spreading the gospel is man's job. Yeah,
1: God chose by the foolishness of preaching.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I just find these. This is like the third third one of these we've read. I just yeah. find that really. Yeah, it's a crazy bit of evidence. I think there's something to it. There's something to that. that,
1: that that's what uh, you know. That's the job of the church. It's the job of every individual Christian yeah. to do this, to carry the gospel, yeah, uh, with them and and share it with others. And you know, that's um, uh, what, what does that do in our minds if we if we have to you know listen to the word and investigate what what does that do to us in our faith it it builds it, it builds it makes it stronger yeah. it's not you know i've often thought about that why didn't <clears throat> why couldn't god have just come down and and zapped faithfulness back into mankind you know he could yeah but that wouldn't that that wouldn't uh wouldn't do anything it wouldn't create a uh a follower that was there of their own free will yeah. you know you, you want your yeah. your friends and your acquaintances and so on to, to want to be with you
0: yeah
1: and yeah. the same thing is true and with the Lord
0: yeah God God wants wants followers who are, are doing it willingly they want to
1: yeah and that's
0: the beauty of his plan
1: yeah and uh you know the, the, the I think the wisdom in giving us the word is that we have to put some effort into it yeah and it's not it's not something that you know, and even though, you know, when you think of um, think of Lazarus and the rich man, and when they uh, had passed away, you know what, what was the rich man told about his family? You know they have the law and the prophets. Yes, exactly. You know, and and uh, let
0: them hear Moses. Yeah. E- even
1: yeah. if we were to send uh, people from from heaven down to talk to their family members, uh, we know from. Not from experience, because that's not happened. But but, but we know that uh, in the face of even all these miracles in the that we have in these uh, examples and scriptures that people still didn't believe.
0: Well, I mean, you have the Jews who witnessed all sorts of miracles and it didn't change them. Yeah. And, and don't think that they're any different than people are today. Because it would yeah. be the exact same thing. It is. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's, he says that Peter's going to tell him what he must do. Mm-hmm. That's strong. Yeah, right. It's yeah. hard to get out. You know, if you if you must do something, it's hard to get out of that.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Doesn't leave you the option to say nope.
0: No. So so whatever Peter's gonna tell them, whatever they're gonna do, they must do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll just leave that open until we get there.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Um. He says the angel spoke to him, departed. Cornelius called two of his household servants, a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. I mean it's mm-hmm. that gives him you know this idea of the kind of guy he was. Yeah. So he explained all these things to them and he sent them to Jopa. So I guess verse nine, where are we at? Thirteen yeah. minutes. We're in good shape. So yeah, verse nine. I'll read through sixteen. Okay. So this is where Peter has a vision. And I'm so thankful he had this vision. (laughs) It says, The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, about noon, about lunchtime. Then he he became very hungry. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) And he wanted to eat. But while they made ready... He fell into a trance and saw heaven opened up, and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descended to him and let down to the earth. And in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him and said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Uh, Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. And this was done three times, and the object was taken up in the heaven again. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to the housetop. Now, I've, you've been over in, well, you've been in Europe before. Mm-hmm. Do people go on housetops still? Yeah,
1: especially in the old parts of the city, there were places where, yeah. where that would have been the case. Yeah. Yeah, certainly.
0: You were in Italy mostly. Yeah. Italy. Yep. I'm sorry. Up and down. You were in Italy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in the older. I can't remember the names of the cities to where I where I am thinking of, but yeah, evident. Some of those buildings were almost this old. Yeah. And um, and they they were built in such a way that you know you had the place on the roof.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it seems like that was a pretty common thing back then. People would go up on the roof to, to mm-hmm. uh, either get away from everybody or whatever to meditate, to pray. To re- it was a it was mm-hmm. a space that people.
1: It was like and it the, gets you up out of the yeah. hubbub of the city and yeah. and whatever else was going on in the house. I mean, today. You know, in my house, if I wanted to get away from the noise, you know, I'll, I'll try to go to the other side of the house. I'll go to the basement. If they're yeah. down there making noise,
0: I'll come up here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got several <laughs> places I can go in my house. So right. <laughs> I like old-fashioned houses where you have lots of rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had several times
1: where, where I've gone to escape the noise, and then the kids follow me. And I'm like, I
0: came here. To get away from the noise. Don't bring it in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah, I get you. So he goes into a trance and he sees um, all of these animals come down. And apparently because he, he says, oh, some of these things were uh, unclean or common. Um, apparently there were things that were not lawful for a Jew to eat. Right. Like bacon,
1: yeah, and uh, you know what is it? All kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things. You know that that would be, I think, the real, the real no-go there. Yeah, <laughs> would be yeah. the creeping things. But uh, but yeah, all these things that the Jews were forbidden, yeah, uh, to to partake in.
0: But the interesting thing is, there's there's actually a deeper meaning than just this here. Absolutely. There's two things being taught, so the Jews would have called um, uh, food like that was unlawful for them. They they would have called that common food. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the kind of food that God has spec- specified. Right. So, and they would also have kind of referred to the Gentile, the non-Jews, is that kind of kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. So. It says that um, well in the next verse, we'll wait till we get there. So 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 this thing was done three times. Mm-hmm. And as we're gonna read on, Peter was confused about this. Why why was this done three three times? But but I'm happy about this for two reasons. One, because you know, being now as a Gentile I can be <laughs> a Christian and bacon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because it I would be hard to be a Jew for me because I like bacon. Right. Well, maybe if you never had it, you wouldn't know. I'd smell it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <sighs>
1: All right. Where Where'd we leave off here? The, uh, I'm going to start
0: at 17. verse 17 and read through 23.
1: All right. Verse 17, Now now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to this house, to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied
0: him. Okay, stop there. All right. Okay, so um, it has—I don't know how many days we've we've read about, but it's—I I think the thing is, is we've read about at least two or three days, mm-hmm. and it just—I think that's a good indicator of yeah. It, this is kind of a little way of This is a fair piece away mm-hmm. that they came right. from. So Peter's wondering. Wondering what this vision meant. Was it about food? I'm sure he's thinking that because mm-hmm. it's lunchtime, right? You know, is this is this about food, right? And I think he's going to find out that it was about more than food. Yeah, you know. Although I think that was included mm-hmm. in it. I think
1: so too. Yeah, I think this is you know, in addition to you know what we read about in uh, Colossians and so on. You know, we we. Uh, we have this to, to help solidify the idea that we were no longer under that old law and the right. handwriting of requirements, which was impossible.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Peter's having this vision. He's wondering about it. And as he thought about it, the Spirit said to him, and this is not Jesus, this is the Holy Spirit. He says, behold, three men are seeking you. Rise and go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. So a lot of times we don't hear, um, we don't hear direct words from the Holy Spirit, right? And this is one of those cases where we do. Yeah, it's often. I've often wondered, you know, you know, the 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 Bible was revealed to uh, the apostles by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it seems here that like the Holy Spirit directly spoke to them,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, and again, this is in a time where the gospel had not been uh, completed. You know, yeah. the the the, uh, the the written word uh, that we have today was not was not there. Right. And it had yet, it it was yet to come in, in its full form. So. It, it, this was necessary at this time.
0: Yeah. I don't know how long has passed from this point to from Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Five, ten years, who knows? Right. Who knows what the... Somebody does, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't study that. So <laughs> so it says, Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him. And uh, he says, uh, yes, it is I whom you seek. Well, why, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we're here from Cornelius and uh, we had a vision. Uh, He says, Cornelius, a a centurion, a just man who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house. And since uh, Peter's been uh, talked to by by the Holy Spirit and by Jesus already, he's figuring this guy's probably telling the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know... Peter would have already, you know, in all the accounts that we remember, all of the uh, episodes where we talked about, uh, you know, the Gospels, when when Christ was selecting the twelve, you know, what did they do? They they got up and they went. They didn't ask questions, and so this is something that that Peter would have been comfortable with at this point. I, I would assume, as you just said. Uh, because he he had no reason to doubt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The other interesting I thing is it says then he invited them in and lodged them. Yeah. Now these are gentiles. Right. That's, you know, they they would not have been welcome in a in a house of a, of a of a Jewish family. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that. So I just noticed that and I yeah. thought that was interesting too. Yeah,
1: I mean, to, to me the, th- the thought that I had there was that, you know, it was obviously going to be a long distance, so they wouldn't have set out late in the day. You know, they they would have yeah. waited for the yeah, early exactly. morning. Exactly,
0: exactly. So maybe this was the end of the second day. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? And right. So now they've got to now they've got to leave here and travel all the way back to Caesarea, so another thirty some miles. Right. So uh, it looks like maybe it only took a day, though. Okay. Here's why. Verse 24 says, and the following day they entered Caesarea. Oh, yeah. So maybe it was a full day's journey. It sounds like it was a full day journey.
1: Yeah. I suppose they probably walk faster than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've walked,
0: I would say I've walked nine or ten miles before in a day. Yeah. And I was wore out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking of Boy Scouts, the, you know, the time... When I was hiking in New Mexico with the Boy Scouts, you know, we, our longest day was maybe 12 miles, but yeah. that was a hard 12 miles because of the terrain. Yeah. You know, if you're on flatland, you can go a lot farther. Yeah. But 30 miles, if, if that's the case, between those two cities. That's a long walk. You'd be tired at the end of that. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I suppose you could do that in a day. You know, I, I think of, you know, if we got on the towpath down here, down from my house, we could probably make it to Barberton by tomorrow by the end of tomorrow. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. 22
0: miles. So Yeah, oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm sure we could. We'll probably make it by We'll probably make it in 6 hours or so. Maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think maybe I might have you're to right. Just stop and rub my feet a few times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I think we better stop there All before right. we get into this next part because uh I I think it's going to be hard to hard to break this up. All right, so it's uh, yeah, we're last last couple episodes we've been going way over, so I guess we'll give people a little break
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks for joining in everybody, and uh, we'll pick up next time. Hopefully uh, you see Vit to join in with us again. Take care.